0: Process is everything. Process is everything. Process is everything. (sighs) Everything is process. Everything.
1: Everything. Process is everything. What's your What's your title? What's your title again at Heligana?
0: Vice president of corporate development. And strategic growth.
1: Got it right. Which means, which means, which
0: is um, code for I do all the paperwork um, (laughs) and uh, also look at opportunities for us to be um, maybe a little more strategic in the way that we grow, right? Like, Uh um, Pelicano has been around for a long time. And so I am not revolutionizing anything. Um, They're just good people and they do good work. And so, you know, 80% of our business is referral or return business, but <clears throat> that's a strategy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of the strategy is let's take care of those um, current clients uh, make sure that we're touching in with them, doing some debriefs after a project. If something went wrong, let's engage. Get some of those strategic places, because it's a lot harder to get new clients than it is to keep the ones you have. Um, let's make sure when we are getting new clients there's an opportunity to do one project. So that's part of that strategic growth. You know, like we have 20%, 25% capacity on any year. So let's make sure if we're gonna add someone to that that group, one, that we get along well, because we wanna be able to work with them for a long time. Mm -hmm. So like our values align, the way we build will align. I would say that that's part of that strategic growth. Um, A lot of people. Our vice presidents know a lot of people. We do a lot of good work. Pelicano does not need me to do work well, um, but I think Steven sees the benefit and be more strategic.
1: That's awesome. It's always crazy in construction, like Tracy and I have a couple of businesses. We've had other side businesses and I always thought, man, if somebody can build a massive building, we can do anything. Because everything has to align. Yeah. Think about building a hospital. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that is insane. How do you bring that stuff together? Not going through the details, but how does that come to? That has to be part magic, part skill, a lot of relationships, dealing with these personalities, a hundred and fifty personalities. How does that stuff align?
0: Um. Well, you need God to cooperate first because, you know, if you could have a project without, you know, if it's a 180-day project and you get, you know, 75 days of rain, it's no longer a 180-day project.
1: <laughs> rain ain't a good thing. No.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, you're you're praying. I mean, our superintendents wake up every day, actually, yeah, and, and project three or four days at, down the line. You know, what is the weather doing? Because that that is whether they're going to call the concrete guy off or whether they're going to. Call the layout guy off, you know. So um God has to cooperate. <laughs> um
2: keep your prayer life in order. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, and then if he's not cooperating, you have to kinda of ask yourself, like, okay, so like what are we trying to learn here? Like, how are we trying to navigate this more effectively? Um, and then from there it is all about having strong relationships with your subs, making sure you're treating them well. Like in my former life, as I worked in healthcare, we did a lot of construction. And so, in that life, like, one of the things that we would do, if we brought in a GC to do a large project, so it was projects that maybe we couldn't do in-house, whether this was, you know, academic medicine or, you know, in a community hospital, you would say to your GC, like, how you treat our subs in this town matters. Like, Mm -hmm. you are going to go back to Birmingham and, you know, do whatever you do somewhere else, but today you're living and working in our community, and so how do you make sure you're taking care of our subs because you know these people live here
1: do y'all go through and like vet your subs because when i think about subs i think about guys sitting on a roof smoking a joint you know <laughs> so they're, there has to be a they
0: should, good i hope they're not working care. for us <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes of course and i wouldn't say so much at this stage because and i don't want to talk about turn at this stage so much of our work is consistently in, in the same kind of communities. We, ha- we definitely do work in communities we have never done work in, right? That is infinitely more difficult because of exactly what you're talking about. Like, you know, we know who our concrete guy is in Albany. Yeah, We know who our, you know, framer group or two are in Macon, in the Macon area, right? And so you work with those guys more effectively. You know who their people are. You know most of them by name. Our superintendents know them. Um, and so then it is a relationship, which is just much more effective, you know, on the day that you're like, the Lord didn't cooperate, we've got 75 days of rain, we're going to have to work the next, you know, 22 days in a row to catch up. Mm-hmm. That's a much easier conversation with a sub that you know well.
2: Mm-hmm. And that you treated well. Uh-huh. People...
0: Absolutely. And you're in it together. You know, you feel like you're in it together.
2: Is that how Pelicano found you? They were doing uh, work with with a... Organization that you were already at. I mean, mm-hmm. walk us through. You were in the healthcare. Yep. How'd you get from healthcare to construction?
0: Um. Well, so it, I, you have to kind of back up even. Yeah. before that, go all the way back. Um. So my dad was in construction, and so I grew up, you know, doing all things that my dad did because I was the oldest child, and so there were several cousins on my dad's side of the family, mostly boys. And so I've always said, like, I was born a linebacker, I live like a linebacker, <laughs> I work like a linebacker, and so um, I don't think I knew I was a girl until I was probably 13. Um, I mean, like, I knew I was a girl, obviously, but not really. Um, I still say, like, there's things I just don't know how to do because I'm not really a girl. Um I feel, that mean, I
2: feel that means the, a lot. <laughs> that means a lot in 2023, right?
0: Yeah. Um uh, means a different thing. Different stuff. Uh, but um so I was a daddy's girl. And so I was very hands-on and very much engaged in kind of that that was my comfort zone, um, so to speak. And so I went into sports medicine in college, which was in healthcare, but really very tactical, um, very you know rough um you know and then I worked in orthopedics um so I went from sports medicine athletic training on the sideline working for colleges and high schools to then working in healthcare um and so because I had a background in construction so to speak um early in my career in my 20s I was given way too much responsibility for a 20 something year old <laughs> 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 um in construction <clears throat> So commercial construction, um, where I was, you know, hiring the GC, Uh, I worked for a not-for-profit in Richmond, Virginia, and we built things. Um, Brand new YMCA came out of the dirt. And then we added an um, addition in the first year that we were alive. It was a 25,000 square foot addition. I was 23 years old and had the opportunity to kind of take that from idea on. And so my career has always been Colored by operations, for sure. Healthcare operations, healthcare leadership, developing people. But also, there was always this construction project going on that I was always responsible for. I, I've, I don't know a time that I wasn't doing some kind of construction. Renovation, ground up, the whole nine. And so, yeah, I was working um, for Phoebe um, here in Albany and had an opportunity to do some, do a construction project. And, um Gosh, there's so many stories that combine. So, I love healthcare. I love all things healthcare. I love um, the possibility that healthcare brings to people. Right. So, I would say it was my mission for a long time, and it and it fed me professionally. You know, I got to learn a lot. I got to do a lot. Um, but it asks a lot, and healthcare has changed a lot. Um, since 1999, I guess, when I really kind of started working in healthcare. So, um, COVID, so I would say that healthcare, macro environment healthcare kind of rustled me to the ground, but then COVID kind of kicked dirt in my face. And so <laughs> it started out as a joke, really. Like I said to Pat, to answer your question in a long winded way, I said to Pat Ether, who's our COO, one day on a call, one of our construction calls, I said, you know, Pat, so when I get all done with this healthcare thing, can I just come be like your assistant or, you know, <laughs> kind of something like that. And um, it was just a joke. And then that joke kind of turned into like a funny joke that kind of stayed in the conversation. And then one day I did reach out to him and just said, hey, listen, I'd really like to have a conversation about this. And so, he introduced me to Steven. Um, at the time, they had identified, I mean, it was to me, I thought I really was having a conversation about being a project manager or, you know, something like that in their healthcare space because they they do a lot of healthcare. And so they had identified a need, this kind of corporate development, someone to do some recruiting, to put teams together, to pour into their people um, for, from an engagement, but also just a – you know, how do we retain people kind of conversation. And so this job kind of was a concept. And I remember leaving the conversation and saying to Stephen, I am way more excited about this than I ever thought I would be. <laughs> right? Like, um. so anyway, it it was a conversation that lasted a while. And then eventually we pulled the trigger. So that's how I end up in commercial construction.
2: Well, that's how you find good people, right? You you have a network of people. You know, present company excluded, you like to associate yourself with good folks, right? That's right. That's right. But that's how networking works and finding, I've heard you say this and many other leaders say that the best employees are the right people doing the right jobs at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that's part of you trying to build up y'all's team. That's right. Dive into that a little bit because I see you doing it like all the time. You, yes. You're talking about these cards that you hand people. Yes. Go down that route. I love that stuff.
0: Um, so I actually stole that idea <laughs> because all great ideas are yes, stolen.
2: Absolutely. There's, there's very
0: few original ideas today. I know. I know, that's true. <laughs> I mean you can basically learn how to be a heart surgeon on Google or Yahoo. Or I mean I'm um, YouTube.
2: I'm studying that right. AOL. Right,
0: exactly. Right. AOL.
2: <laughs> e Bomb's world.
0: <laughs> um, and so I stole that idea actually from Kelly Chapman who works um who was working at the time um for Safe Air. Mm-hmm. And so she and I were kind of doing some brainstorming. She has a role similar to mine um, at Safe Air. Um, and she's doing it now, I think, like part-time. And so she and I were doing just this brainstorming. And so one of the things that she was talking about that she was going to do were these cards. And I loved the idea. So I stole it mm-hmm. with her permission um, and <laughs> kind of made it ours. And it's this this card that basically all of our leaders have. And so, if you run into somebody who, you know, let's say they're working the crew on the road project, yeah, um, but you see them working, that you, like, stop, roll it out of your window and, you know, say, and the card says, um, you're awesome. We should talk.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome. That's dynamic. Well, you see somebody that's dynamic, you want to give them something that'll make them think.
0: Yeah. And really, I did that. Um, I had something similar to that when I worked in healthcare, because healthcare you can totally like recruit folks who are at the drive-through line or a waitress you know and just say like if you're interested in healthcare like give me a call um and because you have front desk folks and you know there's been a ton of people that are working a ton i mean i don't i don't have numbers but i'm a, north of 30 south of 100 who have come into the healthcare environment in the 25 years i've been there uh, that I was in that is in healthcare who were like waitresses or worked at the gra- the grocery store or whatever. And just, you know, we're just good people.
2: Yeah. That's part of your system. Tell me how you, we were not, we were having a, a conversation about the, t- the title of this show is process is everything. And you're like, it is, but people are everything.
0: Yeah. No, and people then, are everything and process is what makes people great. Exactly. So tell us That's about right. that. How
2: are you integrating that in your daily work life?
0: Um, so I think it starts when you're having the first conversation with somebody, right? Like you're trying to decide, like, look them in the eye. Like we have we have lost the concept of looking people in the eye. Now, I actually am terrible at it, too, just as a side note.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. Look at the top well, of their head.
0: <laughs> I don't. But when I'm thinking, like just then, you like when I'm thinking, I look away because I'm thinking. Um, and so I actually have to be very cognizant. And tell myself, like, look them in the eye. And so now I'm like staring Blake in the
2: mouth. Now i think. Right. And now we're like, nervous.
0: And- now I'm nervous. Because I'm like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but we've lost the concept of looking people in the eye. You know, in the same way we've lost the concept of the thank you note. Uh we've lost the concept of the handshake. We mm-hmm. and COVID took from us, you know, for me especially, the hug. And so I think that we as people are not connecting with each other. And I think that's the starting point. You know, where does the system start? It starts with um, like I don't, I do a phone call with folks that gets me kind of an introduction, but then I do a you know video or a face to face. I will drive to Atlanta just to meet a person mm-hmm. um, because part of the system is looking people in the eye, talking to people. I want to you know one, I need to make sure that they can and will be able to be successful in a construction site, right? There's certain things that you need to be able to be successful in a construction site. And so we, we talk about that. Um, is there anything, any reason why you couldn't be successful in, you know, South Georgia heat for 12 hours a day? Let's talk about that. You know, there's, there's things like that. And so um, that's where it starts and trying to just get to know people um and then just being honest with them like one of the things i brought to my role especially later in my career in healthcare um and i know this sounds like a foreign concept was um honesty so how many of us have you know interviewed for a job went to a job tried to do a job and you felt like that the recruiting team was just kind of letting you they were, they were like playing the music and you found yourself dancing, right? Right. That's not honest, (laughs) right? Yeah. And so I did that early in my career. And actually, it's the only time that I've, you know, really been tragically fired from a job was I tried to do what I thought that leader in my interview, because I can read people. Um, I tried to give her what I thought she wanted. And she loved me in the interview. But who I was as a person... She ain't loves so much. you know, I'm a little mouthier than she wanted me to be, for example. <laughs> um, mouthy. I'm a little mouthy. and so um, and so I learned from that, like you need to bring your honest self to the table. so we have that you can have that conversation in those moments, right? And then I also talk about how great we are, but I also talk about, like we're also tough. Like we're a group of people who are working in a highly stressful environment, and we're not always going to be great. And so let's talk about what does it look like for you? Tell me an example of what it looks like for you when things didn't go well and you wound up in a conf- a conflicting situation. How did you handle yourself? Most people aren't ready to answer that question. No. Um, and so they dance a little bit.
1: That is awesome. I mean, I, I always think about honesty. We talk about that a lot here because it is overlooked, especially in business. Mm-hmm. And I see these people more than I see my wife and my children, unfortunately. But I think, too, it starts with being honest with yourself is a big deal, Mm -hmm. because you can't be honest with other people until you're honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about honesty here a lot, and I always see that the most successful people around us are the most honest people that we know. Yeah. Blake coined a
2: phrase that honesty is the best policy. Yes. Oh, yeah. trademark. It's his. Good. Yeah, that
1: it's was good.
0: Him. I haven't heard that one before. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> so, you said you grew up in construction. I feel like it's interesting being female and so interested in construction because I feel like the first thing you think about is kind of a a man's world, right? Mm-hmm. Construction's kind of a man's world. Do you feel like it's has that man's world feel? Do you think being female has benefited? Pelicano Mm -hmm. in some ways, in what ways?
0: Um, I do, because I believe that um, diversity on any team um, is beneficial to that team. Um, So I do think that having a perspective of how, and I'm going to, I can't speak without speaking about my faith, so it'll be interwoven in a lot of ways, but um, so God created us Women and men differently, um, and you know we can have a lot of debate about that for sure in our current culture today. Um, my children love to have that conversation with me because they're in their twenties, and so we get to have that conversation a lot. They challenge me um, in a good way, in a good way. We challenge each other, um, but I would say that God, my thought process to that question is that God created me for a very special role. Um, And and most of that role is to complement his creation to make it better, to invest in that creation, um, to come alongside my husband and for us together to complement our roles together in our home. But I also think it replicates in some ways to the professional life, or at least it has for me. And so what I mean by that is, is I feel very comfortable because I'm a woman Um, in being able to come alongside any of the men in our world and compliment them, push them a little bit, make them feel a little uncomfortable, make them think about something that they maybe haven't thought about before. You know, one of the things that I love to tell a couple of our folks is um, you are technically so sound and savvy, right? Like you can run a project, you can see a schedule, you know how that kind of has to happen. Uh, What you need me for is to help you understand how to motivate the people around that, right? And so one of the, to your point, you have to be honest with yourself. One of the first things that Steven and I really worked on investing in, which was different for Pelicano, was an assessment of our leaders, a self-assessment. And so that they got to see kind of who they are. We get to see who we are as a team. So when we're having a conflict, I can have that conversation from the purview of being my role, but I think also my God-given kind of role of being a woman, to say to one of our vice presidents, hey, so listen, you're now falling into that place where we're talking about um, your social, your socialization and your behavior assessment, for example. This person who you're interviewing is a direct conflict for you in that area. And so, for example, um, to protect the innocent, I won't say names, but for example, you know, they are, this person we're looking at hiring is highly social. Um, you don't need that as much. That's not who you are, but you are now going to be this person's leader. So if you act like you don't care about what's going on in their life, you will completely destruct the relationship. So you have to figure out, do you care about people enough to be able to make that investment? And if you don't, you don't need to hire this person because they need it in a huge way. And so I think that has been very different um, at Pelicano and in construction. And if we you know take that out, that next kind of um, ring, and I think the way that men function in um, prof- the professional life, right? So most of my world has been in orthopedic surgery. I, I know three orthopedic surgeons who are women I probably worked with 150. And so having the conversation with them, I learned it early on to say like, you know, you can ruin in 14 seconds what has taken me a month to build with our team. But you come in and you stay highly focused on the outcome and you forget the process and what all it has taken to get to that outcome. And you just obsess about how we didn't get this outcome but you totally left off the table the three months of work it took to even move the needle, well, you're going to completely unmotivate our team. And it'll take you 14 seconds to do it.
2: Good gracious. That's incredible.
1: I've just recently discovered in the last couple of years the importance of that assessment. And I would say before that, and Tracy will tell you, I was almost anti the assessment because I felt like I would be acting, right. you know, oh, this is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when somebody gets their son, right? Mm-hmm. They're, oh, you're a Leo, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. You lean in? Yeah, I'll right. I always felt like, well, I'm acting, but your perspective is spot on in that you're not acting, you're adapting to to change and to the relationship, to build the relationship, mm-hmm. right? You're not putting on a front or a facade, you're making an effort to understand that other person.
0: I think, and I think you're very introspective, Blake, so I'm going to put that on you <laughs> a little bit. And if you're not, let's just go with it for the sake of...
2: Let's my get out of this profile. find out where it is right now. Yeah.
0: Very. And so I would say that the truth is, is like, kind of like, and I hope this isn't disrespectful, but, you know, when I traveled, I, I used to, um, I love travel, and so... When I would travel the world and I would go to Spain or I'd go to Ireland or I would go to, you know, a, a different dialect. Boston, one of my best friends lives outside of Boston. You, I will start talking like her. I'll have that same dialect that she does. I'm from South Alabama. I have no business doing that, right? But I think that's a natural human trait, you know, right? To mimic. To mimic or to try to blend or to somehow try to connect with that person. And so you pick that up. I think that that is in some way what we do when we do an assessment. Yeah, right. Like, like oh, you kind of remember. you kind of lean into that just a little bit, and you even find yourself like I think earlier in my career when I was maybe a little less mature. I hope I'm a little more mature today. Some days not. <laughs> um, but I would say like I mean my weakness is here. I clearly know that, so you're just gonna have to get over that. Yeah. Like I yeah that's just who I am. So you're just gonna have to be okay with that. Well, the point is. What you say is to understand your weakness, not so that you can make an excuse for yourself, but that so you can either make that a little bit better or that you can say to your team, this really is an opportunity for me. And I'm going to make sure I'm very intentional about who I hire around me. Mm -hmm. And so I am bringing you on, Blake, because I am less introspective and I need that voice in my ear. So I'm going to frustrate you because I'm not as introspective as you are. So I'm going to ask you to do that for me. Well, that is a different conversation.
1: Absolutely.
2: And that makes you guys so much more powerful as a team. Absolutely. We're pulling each other out of the ditch on any particular day.
0: Absolutely. And that's what, I mean, otherwise you could put anybody in the chair next to you, but you get the opportunity to pick the person who's in the chair next to you. So it should be someone who compliments you. It should be someone that you want to invest in. It should be someone that you want to make better or else, number one, you don't need a chair next to you because you're now an island, and so enjoy that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, one of the things I used to say to our chairman, our doctors who were leaders, is if you make every decision, that makes you a king. And you can do that because you're the chairman. But if you're the king, you better be right all the time because you don't get the best thinking of your people. Mm. And when you're not right, mutiny happens. There's this great quote that says, Um, The same people who attend your coronation, which I think is also apropos given that we have a coronation. um, The same people who attend your coronation will also attend your hanging. Oh. Those are the same people.
2: And and I will be live texting that
1: coronation. Right, right. (laughs) That is so cool, though. I've never heard that. Mm Mm-hmm. What... On a construction site. This is on a lighter note because yeah. I feel like I'm in therapy now.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, no, no. It's good. It's good. If you want, if I walk in on a construction site, what's a good slang on a construction site that I wouldn't recognize what they're talking about? Oh gosh, I don't... that's something I should have asked before. Yeah, ah, interesting. Think about it. Like that's for it. us in the
2: production world, I'll say, "Hey Isaac, go get me a stinger." Well, that's a, an extension cord. Oh,
1: right, okay. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, dead, yeah, There's something thing called the dead kitten. The dead that right. looks like a dead cat. You put on a... It's a windscreen for the
0: microphone. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think that we call a hammer a hammer. Oh, uh-huh. my. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, a hammer around here is a camera with a short lint. No, I'm kidding. We just made that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, Um, I don't know. No, that's a, That would be a John Wagner question. So he's our general superintendent. I'd love to hear him, what he would say.
1: What did John... This is maybe off... off-camera, but what what did John and some of the others think about due process?
0: Um, They were all in. Well, so John, specifically, it's funny that you say that. So he was who I counted on in a lot of ways as the motor for us because he was all in early on um, because he is basically over all of field operations. And so he saw this need for this, you know, like, how do you do a pre-construction meeting? All of our superintendents need to watch that. You know, how do you walk a site? How do you do a site assessment? How do, you know, all of those kind of things. It, for him, it's the those skills that he saw himself teaching over and over and over and over and over again. So there was a way that he's still going to have to do that to some degree, but at least folks will have the same vocabulary. They'll have the introduction. He'll feel comfortable with them being on a site before they get to go through all of those kind of things. And so John, in in many ways, was the engine or the motor. You know, I was kind of you know trying to choreograph how everything was happening and putting those processes together. But John was the one, in, especially in senior leadership meetings, who, when somebody was saying, like, why are we even doing this? John was like, let me tell you why. Um, Because this is how this is going to play out in the field.
1: He was a trooper. I know he was sick on a couple of those sets too, and he, he just was. fought through some stuff.
0: That's just who he is, though. Yeah, Don Wagner is, um, yeah, Pelicano is very grateful for Don Wagner. Very a good team. Very grateful for Don Wagner. It's a great team.
2: And I'm glad to hear you say Pelicano because it's always, you hear, you hear it both ways out in the city. Yeah, Is Pelican- it Pelicano Pelican- or Pelicano?
0: I'm so glad you asked that question.
2: Yeah, let's set the record straight right okay. here.
0: Let's do. So um, So Tony Pelicano Pelicano would tell you it doesn't matter to him. <laughs> I love it. So he doesn't care. I, mean, I, I think that it, it, mm-hmm. it would go either way for him. And so I asked him when I first got hired, but how would your dad have pronounced it? And he said, Well my dad would have pronounced it Pelicano.
2: There you done. go. Done. That's how I Pelicano. Like what you don't want to do is be a Pelicant. You wanna be a Pelican. Pelican.
0: That's okay. That right. was okay. I'll
2: probably
1: cut that out. <laughs> I'm gonna pray about that one. <laughs> Meredith B R E Y. The kind of person that uh shuts off at the end you know, there's always two types, right? You shut off, it's over, I'm doing my thing at home, like work's done. Or do you carry a lot of that over after hours? I mean, you have a pretty high-level position in the company. I know you can't always turn it off, but just personality-wise, is it shut off? Are you thinking about this stuff? All the time. Tell me about it.
0: Um, So because it's people-oriented and because it's also process-oriented, there's always a way to do it better. And so I, I would say that I am that I try to get to a place where the tactical things that need to get done, I do shut those off at a certain time. You know, like I'm not responding to email or I'm not, you know, whatever, you know, like seven-ish, I'm not looking at my phone, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm thinking about it all the time, brainstorming. Right now, we really, there's a couple of needs that we have um, for some key positions. So I am thinking about ideas on sourcing that all the time, you know. So I would say idea generation never shuts off. How we could do it better never shuts off. Um, that's just kind of who I am is how I'm wired. I'm always thinking about how we can do it better. I'm one of those people who walks into a restaurant and is like, if they could do these seven things, this would be such a better restaurant.
2: <laughs> love that! I love innovative thinking. You never know when innovation is going really to
0: hit. Right, never. and so I'm always thinking about that. Or, you know, it, at the worst of myself, I'm thinking the owner surely doesn't know that this is currently happening. Right. Yeah. Right? right, right, because they would be like on their left ear about this right now.
1: Do you speak up, like when you see those things that are, like, for example, Jason Garver? Oh man, listen, Jason. Jason is a good about Jason. Carver. This is this is scary to me he's on your picture on your yeah yeah, i'm introspective so i don't do this so jason will go to a drive-thru at mcdonald's Mm -hmm. right they have two windows he goes to the first window and they go will you pull forward and he goes no i won't pull pull forward i love it that is scary yeah territory right you talking about going to the restaurant scene seeing yeah yeah. do you talk about this or do you just keep it to yourself
0: I keep it to myself and
1: then use it at your own company yeah
0: yeah yeah I you I think about it I I mean I see it right um but I also um now I will say that there are people in my life who are friends or whatever who will ask me to come in or ask me you know hey we're thinking about you know doing this one thing will you come and just kind of talk to our people and see if it's a good idea or or do we have the horsepower to even do this or whatever so I think, you know, it's great that people, you know, who know me and love me want my opinion because I have one about almost everything. Um, but you're invited, right? But I'm invited, yes. So I'm not gonna do that unless I'm invited. Yeah, it's
1: like giving lessons on the golf course. You just don't yeah, do it. You just don't do it. What type
2: um, of what type of music do you listen to? Taking a sharp right turn.
0: All types. Um, my favorite is old country. So yeah. think. Wayland Jennings. Okay. Mike Packers. Junior. Hank Williams Jr. Okay. My dog's name Hank. Love it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I would say if I am cooking, which, you know, I love to cook. And so if I'm cooking and preparing dinner or people are coming to my house, I am listening to all things Kenny Rogers. I cool. Love <laughs> Kenny Rogers.
2: A little bit of gambler in you when you're cooking. Oh, <laughs> um now are you looking at TikTok Because I find I'm I'm telling you what, there's some good stuff. Are you well, are you on TikTok? Mm-mm. It's good. Well, you it? have you seen
1: it? I have
0: seen, have seen it. Because friends who send it, you know, friends will send you really and you yeah. can see, like, what they send you. So, yes, for okay. sure. Um, but I am a total Pinterest girl.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Love like, I'm not recipes. on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm on LinkedIn and Pinterest.
1: Okay. The only good thing about TikTok is recipes because it's so fast, right? It's like due process for food. For
0: food. Well, what is great about Pinterest is some of those great recipes that are on TikTok get posted on Pinterest. And so you get both.
1: Yep. The recipe right yeah. there. In front
0: like there's there. this, there's this set of um their sisters and they do kind of all things um like salad. Mm. They're like the salad sisters. That's not who they're called, but they could be. <laughs> and so they do all things salad. Yeah. Um, and it's great because it's like, you know. Um, like a shrimp salad or a Mexican salad or, a, you know, if you want something depending on what you're serving huh. there's always this great salad that would go with because they or, you know, just like a meal salad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like them.
1: I need to get on Pinterest. Like I always I dabbled in it and I never really did mm-hmm. editing, but I know it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You can make the boards.
0: And then it, and then the algorithm knows what you're kill and it picks you up. And I, and you know for me no one else needs to know like you know no one in Beijing needs to know what recipes I'm interested in.
2: That's true. The algorithm has me pinned on fried foods and uh, steaks. So I'm like oh, oh yes, and Rosie O'Donnell. Man, big fan of Rosie O'Donnell.
0: Okay, not she's really hilarious though.
2: Yeah. She used to be. back in the VH1 Rosie O'Donnell days.
0: Yeah, well, and you know I think about that. You know my grandma, my
2: grandmother pre pre, uh, pre the View.
0: My grandmother is 93. Okay. And she's just one of my favorite people on the planet. And so she and I get to have these conversations. And I realize that now at almost 50, I'm doing some of the same things. My mom and I also talk all the time. But I'm doing some of the same things. Like, for example, my reaction to Rosie O'Donnell is Rosie O'Donnell from A League of Their Own. Yes. That
1: right.
2: version yeah. of Rosie. Fun, yeah. Funny Rosie.
0: Right. So I'm like, she's funny. Yeah. But, like, I don't even, I just block out anything that
1: yeah 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 yeah. political side my grandmother
0: is the same way like she'll tell you like i mean she loved this like whatever it was i'm like
2: yeah yeah man i'm telling you that's the same way there's a lot of i watch a lot of actors and watch how they work and stuff you got to separate their what they stand for and all that just man enjoy the movie and move on i love that so you married a musician joey let's talk about this guy He's very talented, I love yeah. love to talk about that. First of all, are you a musician as well? Or are you a musical <laughs> no. per se? Heck no. You don't sing at all?
0: I have no music ability whatsoever.
2: <laughs> okay, well, that's good, though, but you appreciate music.
0: Well, I'll tell you my favorite story of how Joey and I came together. So Joey and I are a blended family, so our very first date. So we've known each other for 30-something years, but um, he's five years older than me. We went to the same high school. Um, Grew up in the same small town, went to the same church, the whole nine yards. But he's five years older than me. So, and you know, when you're eleven, yeah, that's a big—that's a big thing. That's a gap, yeah. 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 So, a little less so when you're (laughs) fifties. Really a problem for my father when I was fifteen, probably. So, um, but so when we had our first date, we decided, okay, we were talking on the phone, we're gonna have a date, but we wanted it just to be kind of really out front from a small town, lots of people talking to me. Everybody's them, talking. And everybody knows me, know my family, everybody knows him. I lived in Atlanta at the time, but still, it was a thing. So we decided our first date would be we would make dinner for our kids. I want to be out front to begin with. At the time, our children were 13 through 20, four of them, 13 through 20. So we've had dinner, here's the music. He doesn't have a dining room, so he's a single dad. He's mm-hmm. no dining room, so his dining room is a jam session, like no, but piano, yeah. oh, keyboard, yeah. drum, drum sets, but guitars, mandolin, you know, the whole nine. So he, they, every time, and we're still this way to this day. After a meal, they go and play. So Sam is my son. So Sam and I are sitting on the couch while they're jamming or whatever, and Sam leans over and goes. So where do we fit in? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they handed you a maraca and a tambourine. I was
0: Listen. like, I was like, every performer needs a good um, needs a good crowd. So yeah, right. play to the crowd. The play to the crowd, man. That's right. That's, That's right. So we just kind of say like, hey, y'all play this, or hey, y'all play that.
1: Does he jump on the piano, guitar, like weekday, like, every, like, day. You know? yeah. every day?
0: Yeah, every this morning. He's working on. I went to the gym. I came back. He was like, "Hey, I got three songs that I've kind of worked out." Oh, cool. Um, he plays music. Right. He's also a chaplain. Okay. At Phoebe, he's the chaplain, at Phoebe, and so he really believes that music um, is, does so much in the healing process. Um, so he plays both for staff but also for patients, and so he's playing like these, um, you know, hymns, right? And so. Um, Old school hymns that that's his jam, far away. Yeah, he loves all of that and loves all of that. And so, um, he loves the new stuff too, but like that's his like safe place. Um, so he, um, so he went and played this music, you know, to do the safe place, you know, his safe spot. And so, he had some wonderful African American nurses who were like, dude. You're going to need to spice this up a little bit. (laughs) Awesome. So they gave him like a list of like four or five songs that you would sing in an African-American church. And so Joey's been learning that music and um, he loves it. He played for them this past week and they had like a total jam session right in the middle of a patient hallway. That is awesome. Yeah. So, no, he loves it.
2: That's great. Now you have been at Pelicano for a year? One year. Okay. So, and you've been in Albany how many years before that?
0: Uh two years full time. Okay. So like March of twenty one. Um, but I also did consulting starting back in November of twenty twenty. Cool. So I lived at the Mary Acres from November of twenty twenty.
1: Good people over there. Was it the was it it the Paula Dean suite? No.
0: Uh. (laughs) I couldn't afford that. Um I was I was in one of the two bedroom kind of
2: So the Albany community, I mean, yeah. you guys kind of made a splash here. What are some of the things that you're doing here locally? I know, you know, we have uh, one listener. I found out we've got two listeners. You know, we've got Blake's mom. Right. Hey, mom. And mm-hmm. and one more listener. But for the two listeners that we have, tell us what you're doing in, the, in southwest Georgia, kind of outside of, obviously, as a recruiter, mm-hmm. you're always looking for talent. Yep. What are some of the other things that you and Joe and your family are doing?
0: Well, I'm super excited to say that for the first time since we moved here. So I've been an athlete. I was an athlete, went to college on an athletic scholarship. I've been, you know, I've been a runner. I've done the whole, I've been working out my whole life. But since we moved to Albany, hashtag COVID, because it cannot go to the gym with a mask on my face, um, I haven't been to the gym. So in the gym, the people who are at the gym, those are my people, you know, like I just know those people. And so I'm super excited to say that for six weeks, um K. N. Blackwell and I have been going to the gym mm-hmm. faithfully, and so shout out to K. N. Yeah, so that's not, you know, giving back to the community, but it is engaging in the community. There's there so many go. people that oh, you get yeah. to talk to at the gym. You get to know people at the gym.
1: yeah mm-hmm. well, wow, nightmare. That's my Man. nightmare. Well, it's talking <laughs> to somebody I'll at wear the gym. the biggest headphones I can find <laughs> when I go to the gym. <laughs> Just don't talk know to one talks Talks,
2: guys. That's funny. I hang out at the gym too. But it's the Jimmy's Hot dog.
0: That's right.
2: Right down the road. That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, and then I have gotten involved in, um, you know, dipped my toe in the water. As it um, relates to being involved, I would say I'm not quite involved. Just in. Yeah, it, with the chamber. Um, yeah, so um, I think that Barbara is just an amazing person, and I enjoy her so much. And I enjoy watching her leadership, and I've really enjoyed for the two years we've been in Albany, being a spectator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've spent two years really being a spectator um, and seeing all that is possible, um, but also, you know, not wanting it to be something that Joey and I want to accomplish. But where's the Lord leading us? You know, so being very engaged in our church um, and and the Lord is definitely leading us there. And how do we engage there? Because there's only so many margins in your life, right? Um, So the question is a question that we have been actually asking ourselves um, because we're also part of that sandwich generation. So we have um, mom, grandmother, and Joey's parents are still living and they live in Dothan, Alabama. That's our hometown. And so we spend, you know, one or two weekends there, kind of boots on the ground. My grandmother fell recently and we're absolutely kind of boots on the ground there. We have three grandchildren, so one weekend out of every Um, month—that's the only time that the three of them get to go to to be together as cousins. And so that we kind of—that's kind of sacred to us—to make sure we have them together. Um, And so there's not a lot of margin left after you do that. Well, and and again, it goes back to kind of my faith that that I really believe that the Lord leads you, and and Scripture is pretty clear on this that. You know, you take care of your family first. Like, that has to be your priority. Like, God blessed you with those people. Um, and you're supposed to take care of them. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to love and pour into them. And right now, there's a big need for us, um, for them, for our grandkids. And then our children, we have four children who are ages now 21, and our oldest is 29. And so they still, I mean, 20 year olds still need a lot of love. And a lot of support, and so trying to make and money, and, money, yeah. <laughs> and all the things that go along with that. And so they're they are just turning into these beautiful adults, um, and but they still, I still want to be in their life, oh, no. um, and I still want to be really connected to them. And that takes effort, you know. They don't, none of them live here, so right. so anyway, I would say that we've been because of all of that, we've been given this gift of being a spectator. But I have kind of dipped my toe in the water with the chamber, and Joey, um, more so, has been trying to engage with law enforcement in the community. Um, he was a chaplain in law enforcement um, mm-hmm. for a long time, and so, um, but just nothing is kind of taken root, which means that it's not there yet. So,
2: well, that's awesome. I mean, you guys are a blessing. I mean, hashtag blessed. You got great family. You've got a uh, the new blended family, the Brady Bunch, the Holland, yeah. Holland bunch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think. We are lucky to have you guys in our town, our community. Uh, you know, we work with you, um, yeah, with our businesses, but uh, I think it's great to have you guys here. Um, there's one game that you you want to play a game here? Yeah. There's a game that we always play. I the only two listeners of our show or watchers of our show know this game will, yeah, but we want to play it with you. It is called First Class or Bus Pass. All right, so an example of it, I would say Blake uh first class or bus pass
1: baseball i would say first class now because they have time limits and you can actually enjoy the game within you know two hours instead of seven my gosh i mean you got to have
2: some staying power to watch baseball yeah it's getting better (laughs) so we're just these are kind of not really random they're kind of little tailored to you so i'm gonna start off all right so alabama football first class all right georgia football uh oh. Oh, okay. See,
0: toughy. I like it though. I like that you can appreciate old Kirby I mean, Smart. Kirby Smart came from Alabama. <laughs> He's a Bayridge, Georgia boy. Yeah. Makes him a small town kid made good. He's got his values in order. Yeah, no, I like.
2: I love his intensity. And me
1: too. So cool.
0: And you know Ron Corson, who's their athletic trainer, their head athletic trainer there, um, is one of the smartest men walking the planet Earth, really. And he taught me at Alabama. How about that? See, a little connection. Yeah. I
1: like that. Let me let me get this next one, all right? This is how I judge people uh, on this next one. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. First class. Why? Why?
0: Because he's a legend, first of all. So he's been making music since I've been born, right? Um, he's, you know, however old he is, 112. And he can still like bring a group of people, a big group, a big group of people. And if you've ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, it is just, it will be the highlight of your life. Like, (laughs) I love people watching a Jimmy Buffett concert. You don't even have to go to the concert. You can just sit outside watching people two days, right? Like, (laughs) so I would say that in terms, and you know, he obviously, you know, He leans into a lot of the kind of southern beach culture, so first class,
2: little sponge cake. Um, Mm -hmm. So burger, (laughs) uh, tennis shoes with business suits. There we go. Um, Sam, it's big now.
1: I saw a couple of those at an event last night. Yeah, like people I know very well. One's a doctor. Yeah, uh, suit tennis shoes. Were they
0: now here's the thing.
1: on clouds. Or... It was all it was like an on cloud. Oh, Yeah, I just it's on cloud. It would not like the. I like dress
0: the,
2: shoes. the dress shoes that have the white thing. The
0: white thing. I That's do cool. like those. Yeah. But I will tell you. So, so one of the things I love about that that option, at least, is um, when you go to a conference and you know your your hotels four hotels away from where the conference yeah. is. Awesome, because your business suit.
1: You can to, get away with You can
0: get away with it yeah. these days. So I do like it for a utilitarian purpose. Yeah. But if you're dressing up to come to like a Yeah. business function or whatever,
1: just for some yeah. dress shoes. Yeah. That's why I always There's keep plenty
0: a- of nice dress shoes out there that yeah. are
1: on love for
2: it. I always keep a pair of heels in my purse. That's good. Um last let's do last two, change orders in general. You being from the construction world.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go first class. All right, and why um, because I think it's really important to be transparent with your owners, mm-hmm. and so those help you to be able to articulate exactly what the change is going to be, so that they're you're meeting their expectation. I I would prefer to get through an entire job with no change orders, right? Like that's the goal. Perfect world. Yeah, that's the goal, but that's impossible, right? Because no design is perfect, right. you know, going in, you, and you don't know what you're going to see until you're there. So change orders in theory, like most things in theory, can be used for evil, but change orders <laughs> in theory and the and the way that I see them practiced the most is to document for both sides what is going to happen and how much that's going to cost so that there's no surprises at the end of the day.
1: So for- Steven said that's the correct answer and <laughs> you're subject yeah. for your raise.
2: <laughs> well, yes. All right, last one. I think I know where you're going with this. Pro country music the bro country all right we're gonna cut that one
1: yeah, like bro I like new new country no zero percent flat bill like what would that comes to mind when you think about that does a, a name come to mind when you think mm-hmm. about man i
0: would say it's ugly but i will say y'all all know what it is right like if you you cannot watch this okay so let's go off of this one let's do it yeah CMA Awards circa 2023. Yeah.
1: Bus pack. Yes, yes.
0: So I think that's where my head is, is automatically. Um, now, in fairness, because I, again, margins, I'm not seeking it out either. Right? Like, I'm not trying to. But I lived in Nashville for 10 years. Um, so I love all things country music. I think Carrie Underwood is a gift to country music. And she's new. And she's got some new stuff. Yep. Um, Great legs. Obviously, obviously, and she worked hard for them. Um, she never missed a leg day. Like never missed a leg day.
2: But I'm talking about at KFC. For yeah, me. right, right.
0: But Taylor, but like Taylor Swift, right? Like she's totally made that switch. She's an incredible musician. Does a incredible, incredible concert. So when you say grow, though. Then I'm kinda of tossed over But Taylor Swift like drew the line, like went over top. Yeah. She you know, it wasn't it, the she went kind of blend it. so C M A twenty
1: three, that's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I so I'm just so like yeah, bus pass. <laughs>
2: well, we appreciate your time. It's been a lot of fun today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Come back and be a guest again.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm not really good.
2: For more information about the fine folks over at Pelicano, visit their website at PelicanoConstruction.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Due Process. Standardize, onboard, and train your employees. Process is Everything is a production of the Levy Studios. It's the right thing to do. Visit thelevystudios.com for more information. Subscribe to Process Is Everything wherever you find your favorite podcast.
0: Process Is Everything.